The Devils look to extend their win streak to four against the Buffalo Sabres. And also, former Devil, now turned Sabre, unfortunately, Taylor Hall wants an extension. Is it worth it for the Buffalo Sabres? Because, you know, I know we're not locked on Sabres, but I would like to speak upon their behalf. So, you know, I think that's a great discussion to have. We have a lot to discuss in this uh, short amount of time we have before the start of the game. So buckle up. And if you're listening before the start of the game, you're a real one. You're Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Alrighty now, what is up New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer and also Devils writer for the hockey writers, Trey Matthews. And it is currently 2.27 a.m. Eastern Time, February the 20th, 2021 at the time of this recording. Man, I am recording these episodes either very early in the morning or very late at night. Like I said, I don't know what time you guys go to bed, but it's just been really hectic for me. I've been behind in my work. I got a lot of stuff going on, So, but you guys still come first, but... Uh, you know, I, I'll just know that I'm juggling a lot of things right now, but I still love talking about the New Jersey Devils news, analysis, stories, whatever the case might be with you guys. So anyway, if you hadn't checked out the last couple episodes, I basically gave my pregame and then my postgame analysis on the New Jersey Devils taking on the Boston Bruins. And for the second time in a row, the New Jersey Devils proved my prediction to be false as they were able to upset the Boston Bruins. I was really happy with that episode. And a lot of you guys did come at me on Twitter and said that maybe I rated that game a little too low. I should have given it a B plus according to one of my uh, German listeners. But, you know, the case is, is that the New Jersey Devils continue to make the same mistake night in and night out. And sooner rather than later, I was going to give them an unfair grade because it's just like you can't keep making the same mistakes twice in a row. But anyway, that was then. And let's talk about the now. The New Jersey Devils. So this episode is going to go up at 6.15 a.m. Eastern Time. And in six hours, the New Jersey Devils are going to be playing the Buffalo Sabres. And they are eyeing their fourth straight win. So interesting fact for the people back home. The New Jersey Devils, along with the Chicago Blackhawks and the Los Angeles Kings, we have one of the longest winning streaks currently in the NHL right now. I mean, seriously, the New Jersey Devils, the Chicago Blackhawks, and the Los Angeles Kings? I mean, who would have thunk? Not me. Or I knew the New Jersey Devils could maybe, you know, get a winning streak going sooner rather than later. But, you know, not the Chicago Blackhawks or the Los Angeles Kings. All three of us were projected to do terrible, so I might need to talk to Sarah, uh, host of Locked On Kings, and also Jack, host of Locked On Blackhawks, to get their analysis on how things are going for their respective teams. Because, guys, like I told you, uh, with how the season is about inter-squatting amongst, you know, the same few teams that you play, especially with a shortened season... This could work into the favor of teams that weren't projected to do so well. And right now, my prediction is, you know, holding up to that. At least that prediction is correct. I said, with those factors, expect some upsets and expect some teams you wouldn't really expect to be doing well so far. But like I said, we've only completed about 20% of the season. So let's not jump ahead. There's still a lot of season left. But right now, the New Jersey Devils, the Chicago Blackhawks, and the Los Angeles Kings, we're actually making strides in the right direction. 
And, you know, since all of us are projected to be rebuilding organizations, who knows? This might jumpstart our uh, rebuild, you know, even quicker. Yeah, I could talk good about the Kings and the Blackhawks because we don't play them this year. So what uh, difference does it make? I don't have to worry about them unless come playoff time. But, you know, that's not going to happen. Let, let, I don't think that's going to happen. That That's a prediction I'm sure of. So anyway, uh, let's talk more about the New Jersey Devils. So we got some news on who was practicing and who is out. And you can take a guess because I projected it in yesterday's episode of who's going to be practicing today and who's still going to be out for the New Jersey Devils. So according to Corey of The Athletic, he said Travis Zajac and Ryan Murray were both skating for the New Jersey Devils in their off day, whereas Nico Heizer is still out. So at this point, when is Nico coming back? It feels like that's always the... Uh, question I, you know, bring up every episode because it seems like, you know, just look, Zajac and Murray are already back and they're practicing. And uh, by the way, Zajac said that he was feeling some symptoms um, when he, uh, you know, was on the COVID protocol list because he confirmed that he was also one of the few New Jersey Devils players that actually did have COVID-19. He was experiencing some symptoms and he said it was going around in his family and, you know, he just happened to catch it. So, you know, when you're in close proximity with your family, things like that can happen. So uh, Ryan Murray obviously recovered from his illness, as we stated, as we mentioned. And you know what? We don't need to talk about it anymore. I just said that it was not COVID related. So that's good. So nice to see that Murray and Zajac are back on the ice and uh, I can't wait for the pairing of Murray and Subban to return, and I also can't re- uh, wait for the return of possibly our future captain, Travis Zajac, to return to the ice and, you know, put up some productive numbers. So uh, I'm just waiting for Nico Heizer because I'm really excited for that, guys. I don't know about you, but I feel as though Nico Heizer, he could really help jumpstart our offense even further because, like I said, our offense is really good right now. I don't know if you guys noticed, but, you know, we, we have Jack Hughes who stepped up big. So, you know, get Nico Heizer, the other first overall pick from a few years ago, back into the mix. And I think we have a pretty solid offensive uh, scheme. If if you ask me, I think our lines are pretty good, including our fourth line. They've been holding up pretty well, if you ask me. So, you know, that. but that's just my opinion. So, anyway, I can't wait for this game against the Buffalo Sabres. And, you know, I've talked about him a couple times in the past. But let's talk about Taylor Hall for a second. Yes, we're not locked on Sabres, but still, Taylor Hall has played uh, a good chunk of his career with the New Jersey Devils. I think we can discuss Hall and what's been going on right now. So let's do a little recap. So Taylor Hall was obviously traded to the Arizona Coyotes last season by the New Jersey Devils because we're rebuilding and we didn't really need him anymore. So uh, you know, he only played with the Coyotes for one season or half a season, however you want to consider that. Didn't really go too well, so he was uh, a free agent. It wasn't a matter of if, it was a matter of, like, when will he make his free agency decision as to which different team he'll play on. And ultimately, he turned a lot of heads when he decided to play for the Buffalo Sabres. So, you know, he's a former Hart Trophy winner, and he signed a one-year $8 million contract with the Sabres. I mean, seriously, the Sabres are worse than us, so he might as well just re-signed with us, quite honestly. In fact, I saw some rumors that were happening uh, saying that Taylor Hall could return to the New Jersey Devils, which, honestly, I wouldn't mind. Yes, he has a very bad attitude, but at the same time, attitude can, you know, change, especially uh, look at the New Jersey Devils now. They've changed a lot. So, anyway, uh, Hall is set to become an unrestricted free agent after two, the 2021 season. So, you know, there's a lot of speculation as to where will he go again? Is this move to the Sabres temporary? It didn't really make sense for a team like the Buffalo Sabres to sign Taylor Hall to a one-year deal because 
you know, if I'm the GM for the Buffalo Sabres, I don't, I'm not looking at people like Taylor Hall because, yes, Taylor Hall is a great player, and kudos for him for getting Taylor Hall for one year, $8 million, especially since, like I said, Hall is a former Hart Trophy winner. We know what he did with the New Jersey Devils during his time, you know, obviously a former captain. But at the same time, it's just like, how does this help our rebuild? Because the Sabres are doing worse than us. And, you know, I said that the Devils will finish ahead of the Sabres with ease. And, you know, I'm... Uh, that prediction is holding up as well. So there's another one of my predictions that's, you know, kind of doing well so far. So my question to uh, you guys is, is like, you know, was it smart for the uh, GM of the Sabres to sign Taylor Hall to this contract? Because personally, I don't think it was uh, really all that smart. Now, why am I talking about this, you might ask? Well, rumors are circling, uh, confirmed by Pierre Lebrun uh, on TSN, that uh, Taylor Hall and the Buffalo Sabres have mutual interests to possibly uh, have an extension in play. And I'm just like, what? Dude, what? Like, seriously? You want an extension with the Buffalo Sabres? The Buffalo Sabres, for crying out loud. Why didn't you come back to New Jersey? Yes, when I talk bad about Taylor Hall, I'll admit, I'm just being salty because it's just like, Oh, man, why didn't he return to New Jersey? We had the cap space for him. He wasn't demanding much. And, you know, we've revamped our roster a little bit. We've added a few key guys. And, obviously, you see that Blackwood is going to be the future in terms of netminders in the league. So, it's like, give us a chance. And, you know, we're doing decent right now. I mean, look what we do against the Boston Bruins night in and night out. But, I guess, overall, I'm just a little confused as to what direction the Sabres are just trying to go in. And honestly, if I had to place a bet on them, I wouldn't really bet on them now. And I wouldn't bet on them to beat the New Jersey Devils either. So, yeah, that's my prediction for this afternoon's matchup. Obviously, a lot more of you guys are going to be listening to this episode after the game. So, I'm just telling you, uh, when this episode goes up at 6.15 a.m. Eastern Time, that um, I am picking the New Jersey Devils to win their fourth straight game against the Buffalo Sabres in this afternoon's matchup. And you should go to betonline.ag to place your bet. But I think it's time for the first live read this morning coming from betonline.ag. Alrighty now, let's talk more about BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, sadly, but college basketball and the NHL are in full swing. We already have some big matchups on schedule, on tabs, so BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Surprise, surprise. I'm not surprised because BetOnline is that awesome. So real-time updated odds and props on almost anything. Thing you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Talent talks about one or more teams. NHL Games of the Week, NBA Players of the Week, whatever comes to mind, they got it. So anything sports, they got you covered, all right? So also visit our good friends at Locked On Bets so that way you can get your predictions up and early so that way you can place your bets and you have no excuse to say, oh, I didn't know what games were going to happen or this that a third also visit at bet online underscore ag and they also have you covered as well so bet online your online sportsbooks experts get with it and get in the action everybody 
So Pierre Lebrun also stated that the Buffalo Sabres have no intention of trading uh, Taylor Hall this season, despite rumors coming up that Taylor Hall could be moved for the second time uh, in two straight seasons. So, you know, this is going to be a very interesting process for the Buffalo Sabres. And all I have to say to them is, God bless you. You you must really like Taylor Hall because Taylor Hall has not been doing well this season. Like I told you guys, I've been hating on him all season for a reason. Yes, I'm salty, but at the same time, he's not playing like the former Hart Memorial Trophy winner that he once was. And obviously, we at New Jersey know what he can do. But if you guys need some reference, prior to this game against the New Jersey Devils, like I said, I don't know if he's going to get a goal or not. But uh, in 13 games played this season, he only has one goal, eight assists for a grand total of nine points, and a plus-minus of negative 10. What is that? Like, that's not worth an extension. That's uh, saying, like, listen, I'm a rebuilding team. Right now, my quote-unquote star player isn't doing so well. He has a favorable contract. Why don't I try to trade him for maybe, like, a draft pick? Why don't I trade him for a young guy? Because, you know, there's a lot of contending teams that would like Taylor Hall despite his uh, poor production. And I, I know he has a poor attitude, but it's just like, you know... I, I don't know what the Buffalo Sabres are trying to do. What what point are you trying to make? Uh, does this really help your rebuild? You know, that's my million-dollar question because think about it. Miles Wood has more goals than uh, Taylor Hall this year. There's a sense I thought I would never say. And the same with McLeod. McLeod played like two seasons, albeit it was, you know, uh, very inconsistent in terms of games played for the New Jersey Devils when he was in the league for the first two years. Still didn't get his first career goal until year three in the NHL. And he has more goals than Taylor Hall this year. So that's really, um, and Merkley, someone who's supposed to be, you know, a part of the taxi squad, someone who has no business being on an NHL roster right now, has a goal. The same amount of goals as Taylor Hall. Obviously, I know there's a lot of star players out there who are, you know, struggling right now. Obviously, I don't have time to list them all, but since we have some history with Taylor Hall and since we're playing uh, the Sabres this afternoon, I might as well just troll on them just a bit because it's just like, let's have some fun. And I know you guys probably enjoy me, uh, you know, hating on Taylor Hall just a bit because we in New Jersey just didn't like how it ended. And plus, um, I don't think I've addressed it much on this show, but I read reports over the summer that... He and P.K. Subban did not get along because Taylor Hall felt as though uh, Subban was more focused on his uh, off-the-rank kind of image and persona versus what he was doing on the rank. And you know what? I- I'll give Taylor Hall that. You know, I'll, I'll side with Taylor Hall because P.K. Subban, you know, he's a great marketing machine, you know, to say the least. And I know, take that ev- any way you want to take it, but it's so true because P.K. Subban is... Well, you know, maybe not one of the best defensemen in the league right now, but still, like, you know, his name is well known throughout the entire league because of what he did while he was playing with the Montreal Canadiens or, you know, part of his years with the Nashville Predators before he kind of fell off. And, uh, you know, he's just a a household name in the NHL, and he's also one of the few African-Americans or African Canadians, excuse me, that force a habit in the entire league. So it's just like... um, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, he's just a marketing machine, so he has every right to try to, you know, boost his persona off the rank, because the game of hockey can only take him so far, if I'm being completely honest with you, so, 
you know, I get where Taylor Hall's coming from, but, you know, we didn't need that kind of cancer in our locker room. And we're trying to get rid of P.K. Subban, but I think we're going to have to wait until Seattle Kraken has their expansion draft and might have to talk to Evan Fitzhugh about that, who's going to be the uh, new play-by-play announcer for Seattle Kraken's uh, radio station. So, anyway, uh, go- going back to the Sabres and Devils, I fully expect the Devils to come out with their fourth straight win and just try to improve themselves in the standings. And remember, the Sabres actually had to have part of their season, like not as long as the Devils, but they had to have some of their games postponed due to COVID protocols because, you know, once the Devils had their outbreak, there was concern that um, that the uh, Sabres, you know, might have had something because they had just played the Devils recently. And it was proven right. So, guys, remember, we were kind of shorthanded against the Sabres the last time we played them. It got to the point where Miles Wood and P.K. Subban had to get uh, A's sewn onto their chest because they had to be temporary uh, captains because we lost all of our captains due to COVID, essentially. So, it was like, um, yeah, we were, and we also did not have Mackenzie Blackwood. And honestly, I I don't know if the lineups have been released uh, yet or not. I wouldn't be surprised if the Devils decide to give Aaron Dell a chance because, uh, according to Amanda Stein, during uh, practice, Aaron Dell was rotating with Mackenzie Blackwood and Scott Wedgwood was on the other side. So uh, Amanda Stein kind of uh, assumed that Aaron Dell is now the backup goaltender for the New Jersey Devils, and Scott Wedgwood has been moved to third string and. Uh, you know, that's what they were doing in their practice. I can't confirm nor deny that. So honestly, since the Sabres aren't really a good team, they're not really doing, you know, well so far. And since we kind of beat the Sabres the last time we played them and, you know, we didn't have a good chunk of our guys, including our star netminder, I wouldn't be surprised if Aaron Dell is actually going to be the starting goaltender. And if that does happen, just so you know, you heard it first on this show that I said Aaron Dell will come in as the backup or maybe get some sort of rep. I don't know. I feel like this would be a good opportunity because, like, you know, uh, I think he's gotten used to it. Obviously, he had to go through procedures before he's able to play. And, um, you know, I'm sure he's played in a few uh, practices and I think he's getting his feet back under him. And remember, he was playing with the Toronto Maple Leafs before he joined the New Jersey Devils. So I'm sure he's gotten some reps out there and, and the Maple Leafs are a playoff team. So, you know, I'm, I'm sure he's gotten his fair share of reps. So I think Aaron Dell deserves to, you know, make his season debut with the New Jersey Devils, quite honestly. And that's my opinion. But then again, Blackwood did miss some significant time. So maybe he has to play catch up just a little bit, especially if Blackwood wants to be considered for the Vesna Trophy. But anyway, there's just so many scenarios. And I'm about to give you guys my overall uh, final analysis before the start of the game. But before I do, I think it's time for the second live read this morning. And it comes from rockauto.com. And I think it involves chain stores. Chain stores have a different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. Rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. Rockauto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. Rockauto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. Do you want to know the best part? Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto part consumers online for 20 plus years. 
Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices you prefer. Best of all, <laughs> I know, I, I already said best of all, but this is even better. Prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and at the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Okay, obviously the Devils are in the middle of the pack out east and the Sabres are in last place, but let's look at these uh, numbers. So Jack Hughes leads the team in scoring with 9 points and um, he's done so in 11 games. So Jack Hughes is pretty much putting up a point in one game played. So uh, that's something to take note of. Miles Wood leads the team overall with 5 goals. Mackenzie Blackwood has been remarkable and obviously we talked about his point streak in the last episode so he is 4-0 and 1 and he has a 9.45 save percentage now let's go over to the sabers so uh, the Sabres are losers of four straight games to the Devils, Islanders, and Capitals, and have failed to score more than one goal in three of the four. So, Olafson leads the Sabres in scoring with 12 points in 13 games, along with Jack Eichel. Uh, Olafson has the most goals with six. So, the Sabres' penalty kill, here's what I want to talk about, because here's where my overall prediction is going to take place. So, let's look at the penalty kills for the Sabres. So, let me continue. The Sabres' penalty kill is 19th in the league at 78%. They do, however, have a potent power play at 5th in the league at 31%. So, uh, the Devils, if you are going to go into the penalty kill against the Sabres, don't. That, like, similar to the Boston Bruins. So, do not put them in the power play opportunity. That's all I have to say. So, the Devils have allowed the second fewest goals against in the league at 28, thanks to uh, Mackenzie Blockwood. So, my overall prediction is uh, if the Devils put the Sabres into the power play opportunity, I feel as though they will let up uh, one or two goals, but I feel like the Devils will just outpower them uh, offensively, you know, at even strength. So, obviously, we talked about Miles Wood having five goals. We talked about Jack Hughes's point production. Obviously, Olafson is really good, and Eichel is really good. Obviously, I'm sure that, um, you know, Taylor Hall is going to be looking for some sort of vengeance uh, against the Devils, but it hasn't really happened yet. But, you know, then again, Taylor Hall, you know, the one thing I say about star players is never underestimate them because they can catch fire quickly. So, uh, I think my overall final prediction will be 4-2 to in favor of the Devils, and I feel as though they'll let up one power play goal to the Sabres if the Devils have to go into the penalty kill, and they will let up one even strength goal, possibly to Olofsson, most likely. But it, I'm going to make a bold prediction. I wouldn't be surprised if Taylor Hall scores in this game either, because like I said, uh, usually when you have a chip on your shoulder and you have vengeance against your former team, I know that it was expected that he was going to get traded anyway because, you know, he's a good player and, you know, he was being removed from a rebuilding organization. So, you know, I wouldn't expect, um, you know, anything less even because, you know, no player wants to be traded, especially if he has to move from east to west because he had to go from 
uh, New Jersey to Arizona. But, hey, I wouldn't mind that. Better weather. So, you know, there's that. But then again, that uh, front office and, you know, there's more front office drama out in Arizona. Just very cancerous. So, I'm sure Taylor Hall didn't want to be mixed up in that because, you know, Taylor Hall also has a bad attitude. So, you know, there's that. So, uh, yeah, that's my overall prediction. I believe the Devils will come out victorious by a score of 4-2. to two, And the Devils will also uh, extend their four-game win streak. Or uh, it will be extended to four games. Because going into this game, they have uh, three straight wins. Uh, it actually started with the Sabres. Then, you know, we had that hiatus. And now it was the Rangers, Bruins. And I believe it's going to be the Sabres again. But anyway, that's my final prediction. Hopefully I'm right because I can't stand to be wrong three times in a row. Because three strikes and you're out at the old ball game, as they say. So uh, continue to stay safe and have a wonderful day, New Jersey. I will catch you guys in the next episode. Go Devils. Obviously, uh, if you listen to this uh, after the game, which is set to take place at around 1230, then guess what? I I don't know what else to tell you. So this was recorded uh, at like 2.30 in the morning. So and posted at 6.15. Anyway, you guys get the gif of it. Go Devils. I will catch you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening.